amen and amen. Hallelujah. I just want to share with you some, some information that the Spirit of God has given uh, myself, and um, we're grateful for his word. We need to understand and appreciate that even in this year, there will be an emphasis on speech. I, I, I actually ministered this in the last quarter of 2020, how coming into this year, there would be an emphasis on speech, on what is said, so much so that the impact of what is said and what is spoken would be more immediate and more direct. It was a word that was given um, in the fourth quarter of 2020. Praise God. And sure enough, even the events of this past week has brought that truth home. It, it, we have to understand and appreciate. Let's look at Proverbs 18. This is just by way of background, just by way of background before we get into the essence of what the Lord has for us today. I know we understand the word of God. We've read it. If I start to read it, you'll finish it for me. You know Proverbs 18, 21, that says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Of course that is true. Every word of God is, is true. And yet we, we've seen that really reach home even in this past week where here in these United States, we witnessed something that, that has rarely happened in the 244 history of our democracy. We, we actually witnessed marauding crowds try to lay siege to the Capitol, one of the citadels of our democracy. And uh, it was so interesting because, you know, as I shared, even in the fourth quarter of 2020, how it is that in this year, there would be such an emphasis on what is spoken, what would, what would be coming out of the mouth. And the truth of the matter is, we need to be speaking that which the mouth of the Lord has spoken. When the mouth of the Lord has spoken it, it, it is, it is, it is so, hallelujah. And we need to be concentrating on speaking that which the Lord says, the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And these are, these, it's very, very, it's vital. It's very important, it is vital that we pay careful attention to the words that proceed out of our mouths because they can have immediate and direct impact. And that was further borne out even this past week when I was struck that on Thursday morning, the chaplain of the Senate stood up and gave this uh, poignant prayer. And I just want to quote portions of the prayer. And I, and I knew that it rang true with what the Spirit of God had already instructed. You know, he says, this is the, the Senate chaplain, the Reverend Barry Black, on Thursday morning after the, the carnage, the display that occurred on Wednesday, he said, Lord of our lives and sovereign of our beloved nation, we deplore the desecration of the United States Capitol building, the shedding of innocent blood, the loss of life, and the quagmire of dysfunction that threaten our democracy. He further prayed and said, these tragedies have reminded us that words matter and that the power of life and death is in the tongue. 
we have been warned that eternal vigilance continues to be freedom's price. Lord have mercy. And it is true. Even as believers, we have been made free by the blood of the Lamb. We, we have been free. Hallelujah. Those who were in the slave market of sin have become free by the blood of Jesus. Praise God. And yet, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. The Bible tells us to watch and pray and see that we enter not into temptation. Hallelujah. And so we have to be ever vigilant, even ever vigilant with the words that proceed out of our mouths. Now, last year, the word that I had received from the Lord was that, uh, again, that we were to speak the words of God. And the, the, the word that I received was so interesting. It came from two places. This is all by way of background. I'm going to get into today's message. It may be a two-parter, but we'll see. But it says, uh, he, he gave me uh, these scriptures from last year, Isaiah 51, 16. And it reads, and I have put my words in your mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, thou art my people. And from that, we, I learned that God would put, we were to take the words of God and speak them because, hallelujah, they would be utilized to plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth. And the only other time we really see that happening in scripture was in Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth through speaking. And what the spirit had revealed was that we were entering a period where it was almost as if we were hitting the reset button and that there would be change, things being reset. And in the course of it, we wouldn't have to worry because he had covered us in the shadow of his hand. Hallelujah. And so what we were to do, we were to, despite what we saw, we were to speak the words of the Lord. Because he says, I have put my words in your mouth. And do not fear. Don't be afraid of what you see. Because he told us he had covered us in the shadow of his hand. And we received also the a word from Isaiah 49. It was verses 1 through 3. And he said, listen to me, hallelujah. Hearken, pay attention, O islands, pay attention, O distant peoples. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. See that again? It's like we have the words of the Lord in our mouth. And it says, he hid me in the shadow of his hand. And we were being instructed that despite what you saw, you were to understand that you were covered. He had you covered. You're hidden in the shadow of his hand. And our place was to speak what thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say, he made me like a polished arrow. He hid me in his quiver. And he said to me, you are my servant Israel in whom I will display my glory. Hallelujah. And here at, at World Missions, the, the word was we were to experience ever increasing glory. And I understood that because he wanted to display his glory through us. And at a time where things were being reset. Hallelujah. And we were to speak forth the word of God. 
understanding that things were changing. There was a reset coming. And new foundations would be laid. New heavens planted. And despite what we saw in 2020, we were to speak what thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that word because who knew that the pandemic would unfold? And yet there's so many things that have been reset as a result of the pandemic. You understand? So many things being rethought of, reimagined. And we, are, and we as believers have an opportunity for God to show forth his glory even through us as we decree what thus says the Lord, even in the face of what may appear to be contrary. I hope you're understanding this, hallelujah. You see, the enemy wants to abort the purposes and the plans of God. And he utilizes various types of strategies in order to bring, bring that about. Hallelujah. And I need to share with you something that goes along with what I've just been ministering because the, the price of our freedom is vigilance. And we receive the word that we need wisdom and knowledge. It will be the stability of our times. That is true according to Isaiah 33, 6. It is, that is the truth. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. We need it and we need to remain vigilant. The price of freedom is vigilance. Glory to God. And I was instructed today along those lines to describe something, a, a principality that we are to take authority over in these times. And it goes along with the fact that what is being communicated, what goes out of our mouths is so very, very crucial. I've been sent here today to expose Leviathan, to expose Leviathan. So the title of the message is Exposing Leviathan. To, in order to understand this, there are two primary scriptures that I want you to just keep in your notes. It, you need to read and study Job chapter 41 and Isaiah chapter 27 and verse 1. And we're going to start with Isaiah chapter 27 and verse 1. Okay. And it reads... And I'm reading actually from the New American Standard Bible, but I'm going to read this. And it says, in that day, the Lord will punish Leviathan, the fleeing spirit, with his fierce and great and mighty sword. Even Leviathan, the twisted serpent, and he will kill the dragon who lives in the sea. Now, I just want to draw your attention to this. It says, in that day, the Lord will punish Leviathan. Leviathan is 
sort, sort of a metaphor. It is, it's a reference to a, a type of entity. It's a principality that works to twist, to twist words, to distort truth, and to alter perceptions in order to disrupt and destroy the people of God and the plan of God. Leviathan, it's a, it's a metaphor. It, it refers to a type of entity. Now, don't be, don't be afraid. See, there's a challenge when you minister this way because people tend to focus too much on the enemy and not on the Lord. We have a savior. Hallelujah. The Bible says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Hallelujah. We know that the Son of God appeared for the very purpose, hallelujah, to destroy the works of the enemy. So I, I'm, telling, I'm paraphrasing 1 John 3, 8. You know, I'm paraphrasing 2 Corinthians 2, 14. And you, you know these scriptures, but it is the truth. And the challenge with ministering this type of word is that there are so many people who would become afraid because you're talking about some principality. But you have to enter in, in the study, understanding that it's already been defeated. That, hallelujah, it is God who always causes you to triumph. Do not be afraid. Amen. Can, can I just teach? Let me just teach. Hallelujah. Because this entity is brought down and dealt with by the power of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, we just saw that as, as I, I read to you, praise God, from Isaiah 27.1, because it, it tells us right there that the Lord will punish Leviathan. So we already, he already speaks the end of this instrumentality. The Lord will punish. The Lord will punish. So God will take care of this. Do you understand? God will take care of this entity. It says the Lord will punish Leviathan. So we don't have to fear this, but we, we have to be instructed. Wisdom and knowledge is going to be the stability of our time. So we have to be, understand these things and not be fearful. Hallelujah. The, this spirit Leviathan, it... It's a principality. Again, it works to twist words. It's called the fleeing spirit. And it is called, as we see in Isaiah 27, 1. Amen. And it says, and he will kill the dragon who lives in the sea. So when we see it, these references, it says twisted, a twisted serpent. And it's sort of likened to the activity of like um, the reptile, uh, like a crocodile that comes up and seeks out its prey and it grabs its prey and just twists it, thrashes it around and around and around and around until its prey becomes dizzy and unconscious. And then finally, that, that crocodile will consume it and then flee. So this is the serpent and it is the twisted serpent so twisted of course is we're talking about communications and the realm of communications it distorts it twists right 
And we understand that the serpent and the dragon is a reference to the devil, right? I, I know we understand that. We understand that even from, let's say, the book of Revelation, right? Well, we understand as well that the serpent in the garden was the devil, right? And as well in Revelation, if we were to look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, Revelation 12 9 says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. You see that word dragon and serpent? And it says, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So we're pretty clear on who this serpent is. It's the devil. It is Satan, right? Which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Do you see that? So that serpent, the reference to the serpent in Isaiah 27.1, it references the serpent and the dragon. Those are references to Satan and the devil. We see that further described in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 2, verse two where it says he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent. See that? The dragon and the serpent. You see that? Who is the devil or Satan and bound him for a thousand years. So again, that, that serpent, that dragon, that Leviathan, Leviathan is refer, referring to the, the, the fleeing serpent and the dragon. Those are, this entity is part of the entity that Satan and the devil is controlling. Are you following this? All right, so I just want to make sure we understand that. So again, we're talking about Leviathan. It's described with terms that you use with animals, you know, that he's operating, he crouches like a crocodile and he takes and twists things around and you become dizzy and unconscious and ultimately you're consumed. He's twisted, all right? And we understand that the Serpent refers to the enemy. So we have Leviathan that is a spirit that's going to whisper lies, half-truths, twist things around. And it says as well that this Leviathan lives in the sea. And by the sea here, it refers to the sea of humanity, right? So we have this wicked spirit that, that dwells. We, we saw where like the enemy was cast to the earth and his, his angels with him. So we have this presence among the sea of humanity. And it's not just a serpent, but it is a twisted serpent. And it's going to, it's be characterized by Whispering information, falsehoods, lies, deceptions. And the idea is to twist. Another, the root word from, for twist is torture. So it's going to mess with your mind, torture you, torment you, so much so that it brings about agony, excruciating pain, distress. 
So Leviathan, it whispers wrong interpretations of what is being communicated so that people will end up divided, arguing, resentful, hurt. It creates chaos and confusion in the area of communications. And the purpose is to divide, to divide people, nations, businesses, families, husbands and wives, ultimately to thwart the plan and purposes of God. Praise God. Because we understand the Bible lets us know full well that there's strength that is found in unity, right? Psalm 133 verse one lets us know that, hallelujah. It, we, we have to operate from a position of unity, glory to God. Let me go there real quickly, Psalm 133, one. I know we're being taught today, praise God. And it says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, hallelujah, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore, hallelujah. So we know agreement and unity are necessary they aid and facilitate the works of God. Hallelujah. And yet, we, and we know that. We know if two agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of the Father, right? Which is in heaven. We understand that unity is utilized to command the blessing. And so that there, there is an element of wickedness. This Leviathan spirit whose job it is to create chaos and confusion in the area of communications so that things that people say get misinterpreted, right? And the idea is to facilitate confusion, division, hatred, hurt, all of that. And there are other characteristics of this entity, Leviathan, and they are described in the book of Job, Job chapter 41. I want us to look at this, praise God. And actually, to be honest, I received this message four years ago about Leviathan, four years ago. And yet it is, it, it is ever present, it's ever relevant, praise God. This, the characteristics of Leviathan are described in Job chapter 41. And what I like, where do I go first, Lord? I want to look first at the very last verse, 34, Job 41, 34. And the Bible says, well, I'm sorry, I want you to understand from Job 41, the very first verse that we're talking about Leviathan, because it starts out by saying, can 
Thou draw out Leviathan with a hook, or his tongue with a cord, which you let down. So we're talking about Leviathan. Can you draw out Leviathan? Can you get, can you capture Leviathan with a hook? Or can you take his tongue with a cord, which you let down? You know, can you fish him out? But I want you to see something about Leviathan. In the very last verse, and we're gonna go back to the beginning of this chapter. It says, he beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. Do you see that? So we see a, a couple of things. You know, he, we see that he has a title. You know, we, there are powers and principalities. It says he is a king over all the children of pride. So at the root of this principality is pride. We all, we, all, we all know that the Bible instructs us from Proverbs 13 and 10 that only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And see, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of our times. With the well-advised is wisdom. But with contention, the root of contention, it's only by pride that contention comes. So we need to be careful, even in our homes, in our businesses, wherever we are, not to walk in pride. Pride places you, my goodness, when you walk, pride divides, and pride will place you you know, at the behest of this malevolent spirit. He is king over all the children of pride. So you can fall prey to the activities, the workings of this instrumentality when you're operating out of pride. Now, in this verse, it also says, he beholdeth all high things. This instrumentality seeks out leaders. It seeks out leaders, people in high places. And those in leadership positions who operate out of pride can fall sway to the activities of this instrumentality called Leviathan. I hope you're understanding this. So, and its effects can be powerful because what it, it seeks out leaders and it operates in the area of communications to distort, to twist. It's, it's, it's torturous, this twisting. And it has these terrible, terrible consequences. The idea again is to divide. And it can, it can happen even in households, households where there are individuals who are operating out of pride. You know, there's a lot of contention 
and you think you know it all and it is your position, you have to do it my way, it's gotta be my way, no other way. I mean, that, that is an indication of pride and it can place you under the, under the sway, under the influence of this principality called Leviathan. Because you know, he operates out of pride. I hope you're learning something today. So if, you're, if you have found yourself in your household just constantly arguing this contention, only by pride comes contention. And Leviathan is the king over the children of pride. Those who just want to walk in pride, you want to keep things going, you want to argue, you want to have challenges with your children. You can't, you can't have a civil conversation with your children because it's got to be your way. And there, there's no humility. There's no love. There's, it's just constant bickering. It's only by pride that contention comes. I pray we're learning something today. I know it's not a click your heels, Yahoo, hallelujah, but this, you need to know it. God wants to bring stability to your life. And if you've been operating, arguing, bickering, you, people don't even want to talk to you because you, it's always an argument. We just can't have a calm conversation. You just can't say, I love you. You can't execute any level of forgiveness. You, you, you can't extend a modicum of grace to anyone. You've just been so not and upset. People have been upset over the elections. It's, that there's pride at the root of it. And that's where the contention comes from. And it's been disseminated even among leadership because this Leviathan beholds all high things. It can happen in churches, even in the leadership. You'll, you'll find people falling out in churches, no one extending grace, just leaving, up and leaving, all types of quarreling. There is an instrumentality at the root of it. And we are well advised to identify it, to expose it, and to get rid of it in the name of Jesus. I hope you're learning something. Hallelujah. Again, let's look at this Job 41. And there are, there are points of emphasis that I need to make. Let me tell you something. You cannot play around with this, this type of instrumentality. You don't play with it. That's what's it's, it, that's what's told us here in scripture. Look at what it says. It says, look at verse five. It says, will you play with him as with the bird? See, these are rhetorical questions. You gonna play with this thing like as with the bird or will you bind him for thy maidens? Are you, are you gonna try like, like um, you have a, a pet that you put on a leash and you give it to your, your children, you know, oh, we brought home this lovely puppy to play with. The word is telling us, you don't play with this instrumentality, with this spirit. It can be dangerous if you attempt to do so. And you cannot deal with it in the natural. And look at what it says. Look at verse 4. Mm -mm -mm. Will he make a covenant with, with you? Will thou take him for a servant forever? You cannot enter into covenant with this spirit. In fact, this spirit encourages you to break covenant. It wants to twist the words it's between husbands and wives. He wants, you, you start saying something, what you mean by that? 
you know, people taking things completely out of context. That's not at all what you meant. You know, you said, you know, oh, you look good today. What, I didn't look good yesterday? You know, it just, you, it twists, it distorts, it takes things out of context, and it's nothing to play with. It encourages those under its influence to leave churches, to leave marriages, to wash your hands of your children. Are you under, it, it, it causes division, even among different types of groups, even in the nation. That's how this thing operates. It twists the truth. It misrepresents what's being said. And the word is letting us know, you don't play with this. This is serious business. And so many in the, in the body of Christ, you know, we hear different words and yet we, we are not vigilant. And even as the chaplain of the United States Senate prayed, when you, when you receive freedom, Hallelujah. You receive freedom from, from being a blood-bought child of the Most High God. But there's a price to that freedom. And that you have to watch and pray. Eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. So you don't play with this. Are you learning something today? Hallelujah. It, it tells us how this thing operates. Again, back to Job 41. So we see from verse 5 that that spirit cannot be tamed. Certainly not in the natural. You cannot address this type of instrumentality from natural means. Hmm. And look, verse 6 says, Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall they part him among the merchants? Hmm. Are, are you able to capture it and cut it up and serve and make a banquet. Look, it says, can you fill his skin with barbed irons or his head with fish spears? Huh. And then in verse 8 says, lay thine hand upon him. Remember the battle. Do no more. So what it's saying is, if you lay a hand on it, in other words, if you try to approach this instrumentality in the natural, huh, you will remember that battle, and you won't do that again. You see, it's again, you cannot combat this contentious spirit, this malevolent spirit that seeks to bring about chaos, confusion, division, strife, destruction. It cannot be addressed through just merely natural means. That's what it's saying. If you try to address it, you know, you hit me, I hit you back. Or you said this about me, I'll say this back, back to you. You don't win and you will lose the battle and it'll be so destructive, you'll, you'll sit back, what did I do that for? What did I start? Oh my goodness, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have come up in that way. I shouldn't have said that, see? Mm, now look what is happening. You will. You will remember that battle and you won't do that again because you cannot address it using simply natural means. There are people who are not talking to their children. This, this entity has held sway and you heard your child that you birthed, that you prayed for, speak to you in a way you had never heard that child speak and you responded in kind. That's what, that's what it's saying. You can't do that. 
That's not the way to address this. Praise God. Lord have mercy. That's what, and that's why it goes on in verse 9, Job 41, 9. He says, behold, the hope of him, the one who tries to do battle, the, the, behold, the hope of him is in vain. <laughs> Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? Right? It goes on and on. Who can control this thing? And look at verse 15. Just as I showed you in the very last verse, it, it's echoed here in verse 15. It says, his scales are his pride, shut up together as with a closed seal. So again, we see that this entity operates out of pride, and it is the king over all the children of pride. Pride is the calling card. So when you, you find yourself being prideful, taking a stance just because you know what, I'm the, I'm the king of this house, or I'm the this, and you can't talk to me that way, and who do you think you are? You see, whenever you, you, you hear that, whenever you're around that, then understand it, it's quite possible that this instrumentality is behind what's going on. Lord, help us. And the thing about it, I want you in your own time to read this in its entirety and just meditate on it. And we can we come against it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at verse 19. Verse 19 lets us know, it says, Out of his mouth go burning lamps and sparks of fire leap out. See, again, it's involved in communication. So if you've been speaking things that you know are not right, or you've been listening to people say things that are just awful, that are terrible, that are, are not biblical, and if you found yourself in that place, I'm glad that you're listening to this message. Hallelujah. Because we're being instructed. There is, the, what comes out of the mouth is destructive, just like fire, burning. It's going to destroy, it's going to consume, destroy, kill, destroy, damage, do great damage and great harm in the realm of communications. Are you understanding this? Praise God. It's going to cause major dissension, strife, chaos. And it lets us know in verse, well, we go on. Look at verse 21. It says, his breath kindleth coals. So again, speech, breath. It's like putting oxygen on fire. It gets things started. It's good. They say things to start things. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goes out of his mouth. And we also see another characteristic is stubbornness. Stubbornness. Because in verse 22, we're told, in his neck remains strength. So he keeps his neck 
strong, stiff-necked, heart not going to budge. That's my position. This is what I'm saying. This is all it is. Won't listen to anything. It's just stiff-necked. In his neck remains strength. Not going to yield. No. I said, no, no. It's that type of instrumentality. And, and it says, and sorrow is turned into joy before him. What that means is that instrumentality takes joy in someone else's sorrow. So you, you, you're, you smile at someone else's distress and discomfort. If you find yourself, serves you right. It may be that you have come under the influence of this type of instrumentality. If you take joy in someone else's sorrow, that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh-huh. I told not to do that. Serves them right now. Look. That, is, that spirit is not of God. If you take joy, if, if sorrow is turned into joy before that instrumentality, it's like, aha, someone's sorrow, I take joy at. Ah, your son failed. Ha, ha. That thing is not of God. I hope we're, I know this isn't the typical type of message, but it is needful because wisdom and knowledge will give us stability. And we need to know about this and we need to excise it. We need to get it out, get it out of your life, get it out of your heart, get it out of your home, get it out of your community, get it out of your nation, get it out. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we'll get there as to how to do that. Because that type of instrumentality will infiltrate a marriage. It will. It will. It will infiltrate infiltrate your business. You have business partners. People have been working together forever, and suddenly they have a major falling out. No one is willing to yield. No, there's there's no meeting of the minds. And then the other party does something, and something goes wrong, and then the partner laughs and, and takes pleasure in their downfall. I mean, that this is not of God. It is not of God. And we even see the aspects of that spirit in operation. We've seen it even in this past week. It, 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 it even from the highest realms, the highest ranks, we have witnessed that type of spirit in operation. This is nothing to play with. It is not a laughing matter. As I just read it to you from the scripture itself. It says, you're going to play with this like a pet? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't trifle with this because of the, the, the destruction that can be caused. Are you understand? And you don't address it in the natural. This thing is not only stiff-necked, but it is also thick-skinned and hard-hearted. It is thick-skinned and hard-hearted. So. That's another reason why responding in the natural will have no effect on this instrumentality. You think, you'd say, well, don't you have a heart? Or, you know, there are people who try to manipulate situations and say, well, 
if I say this, that, that'll get them to change. It's, it's not gonna work because th these instrumentalities, you have to address um, a spirit on a level higher than that thing is operating. So if you try to respond in the natural, you're operating at a lower level and you're gonna lose that battle. As I shared with you from Job 41.8, it says you're gonna remember that battle. You won't try that again. It cannot be dealt with through mere natural means. It is stiff-necked, it is, it is thick-skinned, okay? And I'll, I'll show you this, it, look, it says in verse 23, the flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. Use thick skinned. So truth doesn't just attach. It is thick skinned. And the things that you say, you think that you're going to hurt their feelings. It won't matter. They're thick skinned. And they are hard, that instrumentality is hard-hearted. So when someone is under its influence, they are thick, you can say what you want, you can tweet what you want, you can write what you want, it has no bearing. They are thick-skinned and hard-hearted. How do we know that? Look at verse 24. His heart is as firm as a stone. Yea, as hard as a piece of the nether millstone. Hard-hearted. Do you see that? And then it says that in verse 25, when he raises himself up, the mighty, even the mighty, are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. It says even... When he raises himself up, even the mighty are afraid. I know there have been many people wondering, why is it that certain things are going on in the United States? Why have people not moved in to do something about this? Why are things allowed to, to fester and go out of control? Why is this being committed? When, when that instrumentality raises himself up, even the mighty, are afraid. You cannot, it's not something that is dealt with in the natural. There's no natural way to come against this element, this instrumentality. That I'm keep reading. Look at verse 26. The sword of him that lays at him cannot hold. You throw this is talking about natural. If, if I were to take a sword and a spear, I'm coming against them in the natural. It says, the spear, the dart, nor the habergen. It says, he esteems iron as straw and brass as rotten wood. The arrow can't make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laughs at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreads sharp pointed things upon the mire. And he stir things, stirs things up. Verse 31, he makes the deep to boil like a pot. He stirs, it's like you're stirring up things in a pot. And he, it almost seems as if 
This instrumentality is impervious. You can't throw a dart at him. You can't, sticks and stones don't break his bones, you know. That's what we're talking about. And so there's not any natural way to deal with it. I want to show you one other thing. And we can keep our place at Job 41, please. As, but I would like you to also look at Job 3 and verse 8. Because there's something else you need to know. Job 3, verse 8. It says, let those cursed who curse the day, who are prepared to rouse Leviathan. I tell you this, brothers and sisters, cursing rouses Leviathan. Leviathan is drawn to cursing. So you, you think that it's innocent. And you think, you, you see something, and you fly off the handle, and you start swearing, you start cursing, and you think nothing of it. But, but there, are, there are things that go on beyond, behind the realm of the scene. And the Bible lets us know that cursing rouses, gets the attention of Leviathan. Um, again, we're talking about an instrumentality that operates in the realm of communications. And when, when cursing is going on, oh, that catches the ear of that spirit. It, it, it is drawn to cursing. So you may think it's innocent. and you, you may say, oh, excuse my French, right? But you, the French don't talk like that. <laughs> cursing, French, the language of the French language is not all cursed, you understand? So it's not, you don't play with this thing. Just like I showed you in Job 41, it says, are you gonna play with this like a pet? You can't play with it like a pet. So you can't just gleefully say, oh, excuse my French, because that swearing will rouse Leviathan and will draw to you what you don't want. And you end up in a situation where people are stiff-necked, hard-hearted, won't hear each other out, won't listen to anything. And, and the end result is destruction, division, end of a marriage. You know, I, I've, I've known of, of people, even siblings, who haven't spoken to one another in years because of the, the, the influence of this instrumentality called Leviathan. Each person stuck in their position won't be swayed. You can't tell them anything. Don't tell me to, to, um, to be the one to break the ice. Why has it got to be me? I always have to be the one to come back and ask for forgiveness. Why is it always got to be? Not this time. No, they, they don't cross the line. That's it. I can't go no further than that. No, we, we can't do this, you know. And and someone mentions their name and you, you start swearing, you rouse Leviathan. This is not anything that you want in your life. It will destroy lives, marriages, 
businesses, communities, nations. So we don't just sit back and say, that's terrible. We don't just sit back and say, oh, say la vie, oh, well, they don't want to be bothered with me. That's, that's too bad. Or you know, just don't say, well, you know, I thought, I thought I found the one. Maybe he's not the one. Maybe we just have to go our separate ways. And you, know, and you may be dealing with the spirit of Leviathan. And you don't have to. Because even though, and a lot of people get very concerned, even as we read in Job 41, we went through and saw all of these various characteristics, how this thing is stiff-necked, how this thing takes joy in someone else's sorrow, and conversely, takes sorrow over someone else's joy. Someone tells you good news about someone, and you think it's just jealousy? I'm telling you, this is something that you don't want to take lightly. You don't want to rouse Leviathan. You don't want to play. And it is a, it is a, a, a mocking spirit. In fact, I, I think we read that in, um, back in Job 41 and verse 29. Yes, I did read that. Look at it. Where it says, darts are counted as stubble. He laughs at the shaking of a spear. So he attacks, this spirit attacks others through mockery. It's, it's a mocking spirit. And it will mock those that disagree. Because its own opinions are deemed to be better than anybody else's. And it will mock at others. Are you learning something today? And if you curse, you draw its attention. That's reason enough to watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, should I say this? I'll, I'll add this as well. In Psalm 74, 14, there's an indication that Leviathan can have multiple heads. It says, Psalm 74, 14, you crushed the heads, plural, of Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. And see, that is the beauty. The beauty is that Leviathan can be overcome, even if it has multiple heads. You know, even if, you know, you, there, there's a problem in the marriage, there's a problem at work, you're dealing with this destructive force, you know, and it seems like with your children, like, what is this? It's like it's coming up all over, you know, and that Leviathan may have multiple heads, but it, it can be overcome. Hallelujah. And that's what it says. It says, look, speaking of God, Psalm 74, 14, you crushed the heads of Leviathan. So the heads of Leviathan can be crushed. It is the power of Almighty God that destroys the workings of Leviathan. He crushes the heads of Leviathan. So do not be anxious. 
Don't be scared because of the things that we talked about, the characteristics of Leviathan. Because we serve a God in heaven who always causes us to triumph in him. Hallelujah. And he will crush the heads of Leviathan. And as I showed you as well in Isaiah 27.1. Hallelujah. I, I showed you the end even as we started to read so that you can take heart. Amen. And Isaiah 27 and 1, it says, In that day the Lord with his mm -mm, sore and great and strong sword. So we're talking about the sword of the Lord. Amen. In that day the Lord with his sword and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say towards the end of that verse, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. It is the Lord, the sword of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we understand, you know what the sword of the Lord is, right? Praise God. The sword of the Lord, you know, is the word of God. Amen. Because we know the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder, amen, of joint and marrow, amen, of, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing from Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4.12, how the word of God is quick, amen? It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing asunder. And, and y'all know the word, right? of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So again, we see that it is the sword of the Lord, praise God, that crushes and slays Leviathan. Hallelujah. I know you're learning something today. So we have to take that word just as he puts his words in our mouths so that it can be the sword of the Lord and you can add your name as well. The sword of the Lord and of, and of Keith, amen. The sword of the Lord and of Eden, amen. You understand? The sword of the Lord, put, you can put your name there. How, Janice, why do you say that? We saw that. We saw that phraseology used before. It was used with Gideon. Remember Gideon? Hallelujah. That's what the people said when Gideon went to battle. Praise God. Who was it? Um, Judges. Judges chapter 7. When Gideon went to battle, that's what the people said about him. God had raised up a deliverer in Gideon. Thank you, Jesus. And when people saw Gideon and he was going off to battle, I'm trying to find that scripture. And I believe it is in this chapter 7 where it says that, yes, there it is. I see it in verse 18. Praise God. It says, when I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and say, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So 
you can say the sword of the Lord and of and put your name there because you're going to take the word of God. Hallelujah. And let his word be in your mouth because it is the sword of the Lord. The Lord with his sore and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Hallelujah. So you take the sword of the Lord, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you utilize it. The word of God. You inject the word of God. And use it to slay Leviathan because operating in the natural is not going to over overcome it. If you just want to give back the way you've, you've been hit, hurt, with the words that have been spoken, that have caused you some sort of distress, you just can't speak them back. Yes, they, they may say negative things about you on your job, but you just can't you know, respond in kind. That's not going to defeat the spirit that is behind what's been coming at you. But you come against it in the name of the Lord with the, with the word of the living God. Now, you know, we are disciples. That means that there's got to be a level of discipline that is applied. We have to apply discipline. We have to discipline ourselves not to just automatically react. Hallelujah. But we come against it in the name of Jesus with the truth from the word of God. Because the word of God can bring clarity to confusion. Do you understand? The word of God can be utilized to take the scales off the eyes of one who's not seeing. You can't do it. You just can't. Well, can't you see? I, I don't understand why you, don't, why, why you can't see my point of view. I said this. I said that. I said this. Why, why, don't, why can't you understand what I'm saying? Why can't you agree with me? What is the problem? I don't understand you. I'm only trying to do what's in your best interest. Why can't you listen? Blah, blah, blah. That's not going to work. You have to engage in a level of what I, I, I call neology. <laughs> you want to get you want to get before God. And you we need to take time. And it's not difficult to do, particularly in this day and age when we have access to so much information. Praise God. If we need to, if you need to do a, a search for scriptures in the Bible dealing with this issue, that topic, do it. And pray to God. Allow the spirit of God to show you something. He is the spirit of truth. Allow the spirit of truth to enlighten you, to show you something, to lead you to the appropriate scriptures. You said, Lord, you said you would speak a word behind my ear saying, this is the way, walk in it. When I turn to the left and turn to the right. Hallelujah. We have to really take time to search the scriptures and to truly stand on the word of the living God. Whatever the Spirit of the Lord is saying, praise God, we have to stand on it. I'll give you some additional tips. It's going to be important because so many people get hurt by what folk say. So many people take to heart and allow piercings into their heart by what people say. We have to really learn how to take this word and use it, you know? You know, Jesus said, it's, it's great that you know these things, but blessed are you if you do them. And that's what we have to do. We have to 
practically apply the word of God. And we have seen from the word, even in Ephesians chapter six, we're, we've been told that we have all types of armor, praise God. And we are, but we're to take it. We are to actually take the armor of God. It says, Ephesians 6, 13 says, wherefore take unto you, we're to take it, the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, you can stand against Leviathan, hallelujah. And by the power of God, you can utilize, it'll be the sword of the Lord in your hand and you'll slay, crush Leviathan. That foul, malevolent spirit will flee. Scales will fall off of people's eyes. There'll be new levels of understanding, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. And he tells us mm -mm -mm, that we are to take the sword of the spirit, according to verse 17, Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. And we are also to lift up, hmm, verse 16, I should have started there, above all, taking the shield of faith. You're going to have to lift up the shield of faith. It says, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So the arrows that are being shot forth, as we read in Job 41, this instrumentality will snort fire, you know, out of its nostrils. And, you know, he shoots these things, and yet you can lift the shield of faith and quench it. Now, it's it sounds poetic but it is truly powerful absolutely powerful and you so you say you know i believe god you know this shall not th these words shall not harm me in fact i stand on isaiah 54 17 right so when you are you do it by faith if you're able when you when these negative words are coming. You hear the distortion. You hear the lies. We have to lift up the shield of faith. Faith is letting you know that you, you're believing in the power of God more than what is going on around you. The words that are coming out of someone's mouth, are you declare them to be ineffective on the strength of Isaiah 54, 17. For the word of God, see, the word of God says, no weapon, no, how many weapons? Zero, no weapon which is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. It doesn't matter what instrumentality is unleashing it. Do you see this? See, you don't, you don't get this if you're operating in the natural. There's no promise that a weapon won't prosper if you're operating in the natural. If you operate in the natural, that weapon will prosper. If you operate according to the word of God, the weapon won't prosper. Hallelujah. You are weaponized for good with the word of the living God. You declare out of your mouth because the spirit of faith speaks 
So you lift up the shield of faith by proclaiming by faith the word of the living God. So and I'm not saying that you go to somebody in their faith and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, that's not what we're saying at all. We have to exercise wisdom. Hallelujah. But even as the words, you can filter out, you can, you can filter out, you can cause the words, the fiery words to be quenched. It's like you, you have a force field around you. Praise God. You can develop a force field around you. And you just, you just declare, hallelujah, Lord, I thank you that there is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. This thing is not going to work. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I condemn every lying tongue. For you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their heritage is of me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. There is no weapon. So you start to develop that. You have to do that. You just don't sit there and take it and say, oh, she spoke so terribly to me. They said these terrible things about me. You start, you've got to be disciplined. Glory to God. And even things that are being spoken about the United States, about parties, about this, about that, you, somebody's got to stand. We have to lift the shield of faith, quench all of that nonsense. And you decree and declare, if it's between your spouses and whatnot, don't take to hatred. Hallelujah. You start, but you decree and declare, no weapon that is formed against me, you put your name there, shall prosper. Every time that rises against me in judgment, I condemn it. I condemn that tongue in the name of Jesus. You're not condemning the person. You're condemning that, that communication. You understand? You're not condemning people. You're condemning the communication. It has no effect. Glory to God. We love people, but we condemn that communication. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And that, that tongue that has risen up against me in judgment, I condemn that tongue in the name of Jesus. I pull it down. I cancel its operation. It shall be rendered null and ineffective by the power of the Most High God. I thank you, Lord God. You crush that Leviathan by your power in Jesus' mighty name. You crush that spirit of Leviathan. That spirit be bound, be crushed, be removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you understanding this? This is how you must operate. That is what destroys Leviathan. It is the power of the Most High God. It is his sword, the sword of the Lord, and of you. The sword of the Lord in your hand. We have to be swift. We have to be efficient in its utilization. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. In every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness, hallelujah, is of me, says the Lord. You've been placed in right standing. Hallelujah, by the blood of Jesus, by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we take our stand here. And our righteousness, not, not, we're not self-righteous, but our righteousness is of God. He will, hallelujah, defend us. He will show us. Well, that position to be in the right. You know, we do things, you love your children, you love your spouse, and you're, you're, you're trying to 
to do things and take action for their benefit. And you see this thing rearing its head. You've never seen them act like that before. You know, it's like, where is this coming from? You know, and they, they start cursing. I've never heard them curse. Where is this coming from? And you want to take it personally. You want, it's like, I can't believe that I'm being treated like this. I can't believe this. You know, the word of God, this God, is, is, is our treasure. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And it is with the sword of the Lord that you crush the head of Leviathan, that you slay this thing. Praise God. And you do it standing in your position as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have that because he's made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have the ability to go before the throne of grace. You have the ability to place the issue before the throne. Please, you don't want to render, you know, bad for bad. Or you, it's, you, you don't want to have a contest as to who can say the most grievous thing. You don't want that contest. You don't want to play that game. This is nothing to play with. Praise God. Another point is to live in humility. Seriously. I, I humble, humbling yourself, operating out of humility. I mean, it just takes, it just destroys Leviathan. Leviathan cannot operate where humility resides. The Bible tells us in James 4, right? We know Leviathan hates humility. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. In James 4, yeah, verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Hallelujah. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Praise God. And even as part of that humility, you know, you may want to uh, seek wise counsel in, in some areas, right? From someone who's mature, mature leadership, praise God. But humility is, is definitely preferred. I, I can remember an instance, even in my own family, where I was having a difficulty in effectively communicating with one of my children, and I can, and you could sense, you could sense the friction in the atmosphere. And and my my children are, um, they're they're very respectful, and yet they you know, in in this case it was, there was an extreme difference of opinion, and you can you could sense the level of t intensity increasing. And you could tell that this thing could go very wrong. This could go in a real bad direction, 
real quickly. And I received the word in the midst of this disagreement to humble yourself. And I did. And the, everything just broke. And, you know, we embraced, we cried, we did, and we reconciled, we dealt with the issue. And in the heat of the matter, I just received this word to be humble, humble yourself. Yeah, you're the mother, but I, I need you to humble yourself. So I, I know what that's like. And that thing, that friction, it just shattered. It just broke. It was as if, oh, wait a minute. You're my child. Oh, you're my mother. And we just reconciled. And it was so beautiful. It was as if the relationship was more important than, than that issue. It's as if the scales fell off both eyes and we replaced all that tension with love. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Praise God. Praise God. So I, again, you want to lift the shield of faith. You want to inject the word of God. Because it is the word of God that's going to expose lies. It is the word of God that accomplishes the purposes for which it is sent. It is the word of God that will bring healing. Praise God. And by faith, you do that. So as you're injecting the word of God by faith, you're simultaneously lifting up the shield so that your heart, your head is protected so that you can sleep at night. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the word of God will uproot the seeds of deception. Praise God. So this is what we're talking about. You want to do that. You want to lift up the word of God, the shield of faith, inject the word of God. And so do it. You want to condemn lying tongues. Praise God. You want to live in humility. And you also want to Ask the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit just to move upon your life. Ask for a fresh move of the Spirit of God on your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just ask, just go before God and say, Lord, a fresh anointing. I, I need a fresh move of your Spirit upon my life. I need, hallelujah, to come into your presence and just receive another download from the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I just allow, Holy Spirit, I allow you to act through me. Speak through me. Praise God. Are you understanding this? Finally, you want to ask for wisdom. The Bible lets us know if you lack wisdom, just ask. Hallelujah. Because God will give it to you liberally. Praise God. He will not reproach you. And, this is, and in this time and in this season, wisdom is principle. We need wisdom and knowledge. It will be the stability of our times. Hallelujah. I, I pray that 
this teaching, it's not a preaching, but this teaching has been of benefit to you. And in these remaining minutes, we are going to take divine authority over that spirit of Leviathan. And as I've been speaking, I know that there are those whom the Holy Spirit has touched. There are those under the sound of my voice that you've been engaged in cursing. You've actually roused Leviathan. There are those who are facing circumstances with individuals who seem to be so set in their ways, so stiff-necked, so unyielding, so unforgiving. You know, we're going to come against that. And as the Spirit of God has mentioned this to you, then we need to appropriate and apply the instructions that we are receiving from the Word of God. Amen. We're going you know, to the extent you need to extend forgiveness, do that. You don't want to be so stiff-necked that forgiveness is not an option. Let the Spirit of God move in your life and you respond to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray concerning this spirit of Leviathan, this territorial spirit. Just join with me in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We bless you for who you are. We thank you for the wisdom and for the instruction that you've provided us this day. Hallelujah. And right now, in the name of Jesus, for anyone who has fallen sway to this malevolent territorial spirit of Leviathan, we just cut it loose. Right now, you just cut it loose. We lose ourselves from that, that ungodly spirit, that malevolent authority. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus, that ungodly spirit and all connected principalities. Uh, we, we come against it now in the name of Jesus. Those foul spirits that have sought to make war against us and to thwart the moves of God in our lives, in our communities, even in our nations, in our families, in our churches. We come against it now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus Christ. We rebuke the operations of Leviathan. We slay that foul spirit in the name of Jesus with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. We replace that foul spirit of Leviathan with the spirit of the living God. We don't leave the places empty, but we infill them. We ask for an infilling of the Holy Spirit to replace the, hallelujah, the, those vestiges, the places where the foul spirits and principalities associated with Leviathan have been kicked out. We thank you, Lord God. We decree and declare we are free from ungodly authority in every area of our lives, in all dimensions. In Jesus' mighty name, we render nullified, ineffective, void, all words which may have been spoken against us. We condemn those tongues in Jesus' mighty name, tongues that said what you could not do, what you, where you could not go, what you could not become, what was not available to you, what you, where you couldn't operate, tongues that, 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 that wanted to tell you that you are less than what God has called you to, you to be. We rebuke and condemn those 
tongues in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, my, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, dear Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We ask, Father, for an, an extra unction of your Holy Spirit, a new infilling. Fill us again with your precious Holy Spirit, even now, in Jesus' mighty name. We speak shalom. We speak peace. Peace within. Peace within hearts. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Peace within families. In Jesus' mighty name. Peace within relationships. In Jesus' mighty name. Peace on your job. In Jesus' mighty name. Peace in your community. In Jesus' mighty name. Peace in your city. Peace in your state. Peace in this nation. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We call, Lord God, upon you for an uprising, a rising up of godly government in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We decree and declare healthy families in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for the protection even of these United States in Jesus' mighty name. In every dimension, in, in Washington, D.C., and from sea to shining sea. Hallelujah. We kick out the influence of Leviathan. Hallelujah. And replace it with the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Fall afresh on us. Fall even upon these United States, Lord God. I just bless these United States and other nations, Lord God. Hallelujah. Other nations that have been experiencing turmoil. We pray for the blessing of the Most High God. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And if you're from a particular nation, whatever the, the Spirit is giving you right now, just lift it before him. Lift it. If it's a, another nation, whether it's, it's Ghana, whether it is Chad, whether it is La Cote d'Ivoire, just, just, just join in whatever he's giving you, whether it's the UK. Whatever, come on, just, just join with us even now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Any place where the foul spirits have taken up authority, we drive them out in Jesus' name. All demonic authority be replaced by godly authority. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God. We give you praise. And by the faith of God, we call these things done. In Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just continue to be filled with his spirit. Continue to walk in love. Walk in humility. Hallelujah. In, in, in your newfound freedom. Praise God. I thank God that the hand of God is upon you. Praise God. You go forth free. Go forth free. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank God for your life. And I thank God for World Missions Ministries. Praise God. We just give God praise. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to give into this work of God. You have an opportunity to respond and to give into this wonderful work of God. This is good ground. Hallelujah. We thank God for it. And so let me give you the different ways to give. You can give by way of cell, cell transfer. And to do that, you would use the phone number 571-234-2300. And 
Again, that's 571-234-2387. And the name is World Missions Ministries. You can also give by way of PayPal if you were to go to the website, which is www.wmmchurch.org. That's www.wmmchurch.org. There you click on the donate button. Finally, you can give by mail by writing to World Missions Ministries, 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Again, that's World Missions Ministries, 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Thank you so much. Walk in your liberty. May God bless you. Amen.